Drinking at Moe's. Yours truly, the wild card, Jeb Bingham. I'm going to have to edit this part out because my... All right, everybody, taking time out before we get this show started that uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Moe's be a brand ambassador for their clothing line. They got good stuff. They got t-shirts. They got hoodies. They got beans. They got lots of great stuff. Encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, and hey, it's something I try to live every day. Now, be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order, use the code Drinking at Moe's, get 10% off, and the link and the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Mo's. Big Mo here. You know the drill by now. YouTube, like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. Hit that damn bell. Helps with the damn pain in the ass uh, YouTube algorithm. That is a mouthful. We're also on pretty much most places you can find your audio podcast, too. Today, I have with me a temporary guest in my house. And we're also, I don't know if I told you my guest this before but tonight we are actually celebrating the recording of the 200th episode of drinking at Mo's. and my guest tonight the wild card jeb bingham how you doing man i'm good staying busy staying busy staying busy just, just actually i just got over being sick actually too so Whatever yeah, I, around that COVID flu thing that's going around, it caught me. But I'm 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 back in the gym grinding again. Oh yeah, no, I got a, over a little something this weekend myself. I'm just now starting to get over it. But yeah, I'm excited to have you on. Two hundredth episode. Two hundred go. I got. I actually got the last beer of mine that I bought on my recent trip up to minneapolis for the vikings packers game nice and it's fitting that you're going this is the 200th episode i so i was i was weighing at one uh about 205 and i lost weight because of being sick so now oh. i'm trying to get back up to 200 so like oh so like, so like it's like fitting like so i i lost like 15 pounds man like that's what happens when you miss the gym and you're just not eating right because your appetite's gone and everything like that Oh, I totally get you there. Yeah. You're when you're sick. Yeah. You're definitely not really going to the gym like you might want to. So totally get you there. Now, first thing I like to lead off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan? And then what got you finally deciding to make the leap into the business? Uh, so my story started as a kid, man. I was introduced to professional wrestling through a gaming console uh, uh, called Sega Genesis. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, I believe it was WWF Royal Rumble was the that one, and it was WCW, and I don't remember the name of it, but I just know WCW and WWF. Like, I remember Royal Rumble because I remember the blue background, gold, and everything. 
uh, Papa Shingo, Undertaker, Crush. Like, that's where I fell in love with it. I was like, what is this? From there on out, fell in love with it. Watched it from there on out, like, whenever I could, because I was, I was always jumping around. I never watched it consistently because I never had the opportunity. But I, I when I did, I, I could, you know, I, I would. Oh, yeah. Um, but man, uh, 2009, two years after I graduated high school is when, uh, was when I really got the opportunity to pursue wrestling and I jumped on it. I didn't waste any time. I jumped on it and I went for it. I was like, I want to do this. I want to make a name for myself. I, I want to know what, what it takes to make it and do it. And, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to be doing it for 15 years now no going on about to go on 16 you know wow that's that's awesome a lot of people out there i've noticed some people get a little frustrated if they aren't where they think they want to be so far so many years in and then they just kind of fade out but 15 go on 16 that not that's nice awesome yeah, and, and and don't get me wrong. I've had my own frustrations. I I, oh. I believe that I should have been somewhere else at this time, but but I made those decisions not to be there as well. Like I made some personal decisions that were not wise or could have been better decisions. I tried out for ROH, you know, and worked with ROH in 2012. If I would have dropped everything and moved, I could have been in ROH and then been with AEW now. Like. It's about what sacrifices you're willing to make at that time and what you can or cannot do at that time. And I had nothing. I felt like I had too much going on to let go and do that. And in the back reality in my mind now, I look at it and go, man, you should have just, just said, screw it and go. Like Sometimes that's all you have to do is say, I'm done. Drop, forget everything I'm doing right now. Let's go do this. And, um, But you have to be happy with what you're doing too. I am, I am happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with the decisions I made because it made me the person of who I am today. And I'm, I'm damn, damn proud of myself for the things I've done. I've wrestled some top level talent and yeah. Do I feel like I would want to be in AEW? Yes. Do I think I could do well in AEW? Yes. Do I think I could do well in TNA? Yes. Do I think I would kill it in WWE? Yes. Unfortunately, there's some, some things that you can't do because you have to have certain things going for you. You have to have a certain resume. You have to have this, you have to have a certain age group. You have to have a certain weight, but I'm still going to grind and try my hardest to get there. Oh yeah. Most definitely. That, that is a good way to go about it. And you know, interesting. You bring up the way that you got started on the, the game on the Sega Genesis. That was one of the consoles I didn't have growing up but i do remember the super nintendo version of the royal rumble game and funny enough papa shango and undertaker were actually supposed to be at my first ever wwe show and then something happened and both of them weren't able to make it but i still got to see one of my personal favorites at the time big boss man go up against yokozuna oh wow and I was like right main floor, right near the entrance. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And funny enough, my my podcast here actually has a little bit of a tie-in with Ring of Honor that I have actually had 
former owner of Ring of Honor, Terry Silken, on. And I've also had former Ring of Honor six-man tag champ Dutch on. And, well, I've also had Billy Starks. So, a little, little bit of a tie-in for me there. So, that, that was pretty cool. I guess that was one part of my homework for the episode that escaped me. I didn't I didn't realize that that's that's awesome. Now, yeah, hopefully you're able to get back there the few clips I've been able to find. I'm like, okay, I I like it. And uh the ah, I got a little tongue tied there. The next thing I had on my notes here that I do love to hear the stories on if there is a story on it. Origin stories of like how you came about with the the in-ring persona and like your ring name because I know not everybody uses their real name as their ring name. Uh, So my real name, I didn't start using it until last year. Ooh. it's um and i'm basing it off of real things and real problems uh that i, I i've always had self-confidence issues and that's based upon what i grew up with you know i didn't have uh a a, a, a big secure home of like selfish like there there's a lot of selfish people in my home like they're they're more worried about what they were doing and how they were raised and I, I didn't have a terrible childhood per se. I just didn't have a great upbringing. I didn't learn how to read until like the seventh grade. I didn't, um, I was, I was in resource classes because of that. You know, I had to learn to do things on my own and build myself up and become, I was like, um, that saying with it, I was like, um, oh, wow. I just forgot it. But, uh, I'm a jack of all trades, but a master oh. of none. That's what it was. But I'm also like, I, I like that saying though too because I'd rather be well versed in many things than ver- than only versed in one thing and, and be good at that own one thing overall. Gotcha. You know? But um, like I said, uh, wrestling, I fell in love with it, and I was like, man, I would, I, I just is bigger than life. I wanted to be a part of it, and I got the opportunity, and I jumped at it. I was 130 pounds. I was, uh, what uh, I said two years, so I was about 20 going on. 21 maybe when i first started maybe gotcha. and i started locally uh i was driving no i drive I, I started over four hours away so i had to drive four hours every weekend to do training like that was my commitment and then you know i wanted it i wanted to be a part of it and now i've just developed the skill and dedication to it and, it, and i always say this is my longest job people are like what's your longest job wrestling like, it's the only thing I've ever held down. 15, like I said, 15 going on 16 years. I've never held any other job down that long, ever. It's the only thing I've been gifted and grateful enough to be able to do and have the opportunity to do it. And I love it. You know, I, I just love it because it it gives me something to go for, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, talking about how many years you've been in, looking it up, 2024 is already getting off to a pretty good start for you. I saw one show has already happened. I think one as of recording this 
happens this Saturday, which is I'm actually going to be at another show that day. And then another the week after, like, boom, 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 getting right on it. I think uh, sometimes first... I book, sometimes I book seven weeks in a row. Sometimes I booked eight weeks in a row. <laughs> it, it just all depends on what I can get lined up and don't get lined up, man. I I just want opportunities. And sometimes I have to step back and go, I can't take this opportunity because I have to step back and adjust finances or have to adjust with my my shoot job because I do have a shoot job. And I have to focus on that and some other things at times, but, but that's the, that's the beauty sometimes uh, of, of indie wrestling and wrestlers that have been in the main business say that they're like, man, I can take this day off or this weekend off to really kind of do something with my family now or do this with my um, children or anything else. Of course, I'm not a, I'm not a family man yet. Um, I am seeing someone that has a family already, but I'm building on that relationship as it goes. But this i told her like this she's she's all supportive she's like go do whatever you gotta do you know and that's what i'm like because i've already been like i said to roh i i got contacts with dota uh booking committees right now i got reviewed by dota this last year this last year i was in vegas this last year i was trying to get back to vegas this year unfortunately situations booker did not doing it i'm looking at getting dallas this year and i didn't do dallas at all last year so it's give and take. I'm looking at getting back to Kansas this year. I'm looking at getting to Colorado again this year. You know, I, I have connections and I'm working in what I can and trying to get them out there because I want to get out there. I want to make those connections and make a bigger name for myself. Wildcard was something I created when I first started and I knew nothing of what it was. I kind of had ideas like I'm just a small card. I'm a, I'm a kid wearing face paint. I had nothing going with it, but I was hiding myself. I was hiding who I was and I was, and I, and that's all it was to begin with. And someone after a year and a half to two years were like, I don't like, I got a lot of complaints. I hate the face paint. I hate it wiping off on me. I mean, but like, it was my thing, but people were complaining about it. Bigger names, guys that were veterans at the time were going, you need to do something different. And that's a little unfair because someone like Jeff Hardy made that big. Someone like Sting made that big. Mm-hmm. So you, it was just their way of changing or working what they wanted for me. Yeah. Which you have to learn to go, okay, maybe they're right. Let's try something different. And whatever they gave me next, it was just, it, it was, I did it for a year and a half to two years. And I just felt like it became a joke. I felt like it wasn't me. And I was like, and I wanted to be me again. I wanted to find a way to try to connect with me. And I, and I wanted to hide again. And I wanted to hide. I wanted to hide. And, and I was like, and I was, I was, I was listening to a lot of Slipknot at the time. Mm. And one of the songs that stuck out to me was duality. Ah, yeah. And it's this duality, personal personality, persona. And I was a big Jim Carrey fan. And I had just gotten used to seeing the mask. Mm. And I just got through seeing Spider-Man with the Green Goblin. Ah. So I was like, what if I tied those in together? Mm-hmm. So That's I started cool. doing the whole thing of like, the mask is wildcard. I'm Jet Bingham, but the mask is wildcard. I'm going to be wildcard with this mask being put on me. I, I snap into a different personality. I take all this anger that I have with 
and resentment and pain and struggle that I've had my entire life. And I pit it out on others. And it was a very negative experience. That's how I looked at it. And that's what I wanted. For me. May. Nope. That seems to be like, I've meant, I've actually had the conversation with a bunch of people that, and I mean, it's, it's kind of common knowledge. The, the best, um, Characters, the in-ring personas that really get across to people are those ones that is just some that uh, the person brings out that it's like truly them. That little bit of that personal touch to it, the authenticity, I guess, for a good way that really helps bring it out and people like hell, like me, that just seem to really latch on to that yeah so and and like you can correlate it to 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 bray wyatt Mm. you know but i was doing it before him i was uh you can correlate it to finn balor and i could say i was doing it before him because uh or i at least i if i if they were doing it before me i never saw it and the one thing that's too not many people got not many people that wear a mask will go out with a mask off and then put it on and transform or change their whole demeanor and change yeah. their persona completely hundred percent in the middle or at the beginning of a match. It's mm-hmm. never been done. It's brand new. It's fresh. That's something I do. That's something I have. No one else can take that from me. I created it. I do that. No one. That's the one yeah. thing, about, thing about that process. No one can say they did that before me because I was the one that created that. I was the one that did that. And that's what makes me unique. And, Definitely. and I've had people around me in the industry watch me do this and do try to recreate it in their own disguise or own image and have failed on multiple occasions because they, they don't. And, and, and I, and I, it's not a shot at them. It's just, I know what I stand for. And I know how to do this. I know yeah. how to make this work. I understand it. And if you don't have the charisma, if you don't have the the cardio, the 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 mindset of what you're doing, you're gonna fail. No, totally. And you know, you, you brought him up, and he's uh, Bray Wyatt when he was doing the whole thing with the fiend. He's the only one that I can think of that would even come close to you know mask on, mask off, but never really during a match. It was always like he'd have a uh vignette without the mask he'd have some stuff with it on he'd have a match without the mask he'd have one with it on never like inter really to my knowledge interchangeably during the match yeah and and yeah and that's what i'm saying and technically kane did it beforehand as far as well okay kane did it as well just a little different like when he was uh general manager kane and then he went back to the mask and then he gave him the monster kane again for a little bit and then went back to glenn jacobs um so he yeah. did too so like there are variations that are out there that you can, if you look hard enough you can find them if you look yeah. hard enough there's there's things out there that have been done ray mysterio did it in wcw mm-hmm. so yep he, he had his time it's Most that, of his time with, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then it's it's changing it, and like we're going into twenty twenty four now. We're in twenty twenty four now. So like last year, I was with a group called Chaos Inc., 
and that that team had got removed from uh the 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 business that they were uh wrestling for because they got banned because if they lost the match they got banned and i was talking with the promoter and he goes i can bring you back i can work with you we can figure something i was like i don't want to be this anymore i was like i don't want to do this anymore he goes but it's, it's your baby it's your thing i was like yes it is but if you're if you're gonna if we're gonna stick to what's being said right now i'm fired as this person as this thing i i am not allowed to be here but however i have a proposition if you're willing to let me do this and, and if you want to give me the opportunity to talk to you and just be me let yeah. me be jeb bingham who's jeb bingham i really don't know right now i don't know what he's going to be i don't know anything about that i don't i just i need an opportunity to start fresh and just be myself stop hiding behind the mask and let me just be me and I, and I and I had a friend talk to me. He goes, and he, and he me and him had a conversation. But then we came up with idea, and then we're like, you know who you are. You know what you represent. You're trying to prove to yourself that you're enough, and you're trying to prove to everybody else that you're enough. So, Jeb Bingham, enough is Jeb Bingham enough. That is my thing now. I want to prove to everybody that I am enough. You know. Jeb Bingham is enough. He's going to be enough. He's going to prove to everybody that I am enough. I belong here. I'm good enough to be on AEW. I'm good enough to be in WWE. I am good enough to be part of TNA or any other promotion out there. I just need them to realize it and give me that shot. Give me a shot. I will not let you down. I bust my tail day in and day out right now to be in the best shape of my life. And I am in the best shape of my life. And I, you know, and I'm like, and I, I, I was like, I struggled so hard to try to figure out if I'm good enough for myself. Am I doing the right things? And I can tell you, like, are you're good enough, man. Like, you're good enough to be doing this promo, pro, promoting. You're good enough to be doing this podcast. It's a you should know for yourself in your personal life that you are good enough, and you and people around you that truly mean something to you, your friends, your family, your loved ones. When they go, hey, I love you, and they truly mean it, they're showing you that you are good enough for them. And those are the people that need to realize it. And, you, and that's why I'm telling the fans, I want to show you that you're good enough. I want to show you that I'm good enough and we're going to connect on that level. And it's real. It's oh, really yeah. real. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, I can kind of relate a little bit with the podcast even. Like when I got started out, it was, you know, some of my friends in the business here local to me in, in Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, I got to thinking – that I had this thought that, uh, you know, sooner or later, I'm just going to run out of people to talk to. Mm-hmm. And the I wouldn't be anywhere near 200 episodes. So I got the idea that, you know what? I know I could do more. I think I'm doing pretty good. So I ended up contacting, I'm, I'm rather proud of this one. I need to get them back on. The guys that invented the Spanish fly. The Maximo Brothers, also another ROH tie-in, and boom, had them on, and then it just snowballed from there. And I, I actually made this post on both the show's page and my personal page on Facebook, and I think the quote kind of ties in here, especially with what you were saying, that... Uh, if you believe that you deserve more and that you're capable of more, 
go out and fucking take it. Mm. Do the work. Go out and fucking take it. Because you only got yourself from stopping you from getting what you want. Exactly. And that tied in, like, I believe with your, where you're going with the character and with, with the podcast. Because I'm like, you know what? I know I can do more. And hell, now I've been featured on, out of uh, Chicago Warrior Wrestling, I've been featured on pay-per-view pre-shows for them on two different streaming platforms now. And I've had some big names. Uh, former NXT tag champ, uh, now going by uh, Martin Stone. I, I've had, uh, well, some that I've already mentioned, um, some, I'm a big deathmatch fan. And I've had some of the people that I would personally put on my Mount Rushmore at that with like Alex Cologne, John Wayne Murdoch, Madman Pondo. People that when I first started, <laughs> nowhere did I ever think I'd be talking to someone of their caliber. But hey, I went out, you know, I remember talking a few people thinking, you know what, this might be a long shot, but here, let's see if it sticks. And wouldn't you know what it did? Yeah. Mm. All right. Now, one show, I mean, this, the episode will come out after this show, but uh, Collision Course, I believe it's coming out. The, the show is the 20th of January, correct me if I'm wrong. And you're in a match with the tag partner in the, the team, Certified Wildcard. Tell me, you know, and for those that might not know much about this promotion and the show, what you got going on there? Okay, so first and foremost, I have a show before that. That's this weekend. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The, thir- the, the 13th, which is BCW in Texas, level in Texas. Um, I'll be in a qualifying contenders match. Uh, I have not ha- been announced an opponent at this time. I recently lost the the the, the, the main title there at this time. Uh, one of the main titles, I should say, because there's a new main title that has been introduced. There's a heavyweight title, and then there's Texas B- the B- Texas BCW Texas Championship. It's about I held for going on two and a half, three years. Um, and then I just lost that to Gabriel Alexander. He just had his first defense against uh, TJ Slater, but I'm in a qualifying match for a contenders match uh, to go against someone of a big name. And I don't know what that is yet, but that is this weekend um, on the 13th level in Texas. Uh, that's going to be a big card. It's called dangerous. Uh, a lot of that show actually was just announced that a lot of the hundred percent of the proceeds will be going to like the salvation army and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's very big. Um, uh, Mike Caldwell uh, runs that promotion and he's doing his damnedest to make a name for it. So if you haven't heard about it or haven't seen it, get a chance, go out there. And if you can, if you're in Texas, to go out, level in Texas, go out there and watch it. Definitely now, not to, not to interrupt you there, but you mentioned TJ Slater. I bet he's actually a past guest of mine. So, yeah, yeah, and he's from the Dallas Fort Worth area. I I know of him. I've had ties with him. I've I've tangled with him a few times, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but yes, that's the first and foremost. Um, yes. now going uh, going back into what you were talking about with the certified wild card with uh Squared Circle Pro. That's gonna be in Lubbock, Texas. Jake's back room, collision course. Um, as I stated, I lost the right to be called or be wild card 
even so it's kind of weird that i mean called the certified wild card i still go buy wild card if i get the opportunity to go somewhere else and they want that persona there because he's he's allowed to go wherever he wants if you want some chaos and anarchy you book the wild card if you want your card to be strange and uh, unpredictable you book the wild card because you don't know what kind of chaos or anarchy is going to have happen now if you want to go lucky happy cool guy that's relaxed and just chill you got jeb bingham so um I started over as myself at SCP. I was like, I'm Jeb. I'm going to be just Jeb Bingham. Uh, I was in a few matches uh, going into the uh, Heck Yeah Radio Championship. I was trying to get in t- in, in between there. Draven was in there with me. Uh, uh, Gino Rivera was in there with Ooh. me. And uh, Chris Watson, who's currently now the champion after beating Gino Rivera after a feud. Um, but then there was a new tag tournament that opened up. Um and it was presented an opportunity to team up with Draven Reeves, um, who's who, he's a certified go getter. So you take the certified go getter, you change it up, you go it's the certified wild card. So that's what they came up with the name. The 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 the, the fans and people wanted it, so I was like, hey, if you like it, let's use it. I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. And then, but it's an opportunity to because uh, I haven't uh, I have never had a, a title at SCP. Draven has had a title at SCP, but this is another opportunity for me because I, I I just had an opportunity to get the heavyweight title. It didn't happen. Sam Stackhouse uh, won that title with Nolan Phillips and stuff like that. Um, but going to Collision Course, we're, we're trying to crown new champions this year. So there's a tournament going on with tons and tons of people. Um and I believe we're going against the twins. I I forgot the name of the group, but they're um, the twins. I'm trying to remember. Let me let me look at my phone real quick because I, yeah, no, I you're good. Because I'm like I, I'm like I'm focused on BCW because that's first. I always like always yeah. Help. I no, focus, no. I focus on the first thing first. Who's my opponent? Yeah, no, today? where am I going with that? Because yeah. what if it gets me back in the BCW Texas Championship picture? What if it gets me in the heavyweight picture with Jasta Taylor, who just got the title from Oklahoma's champion, Sam Stackhouse? So you you just you don't yeah. know exactly what's going to happen or where it's going to go. If you, if, uh, yeah, no, it makes sense. The twins. I know it's the twins. I'm just trying to remember their name, and I'm, I'm yeah. blanking on it, and I feel so horrible about it. Um, I was trying to remember myself because I know I, I looked it up when I was – putting my notes together and i saw the match but i'm like okay now i'm drawing a blank myself yeah uh, but um but you know I, I i'm with them um like i said it's it's an opportunity for me to get a tag title and it's it's me and draven reeves um against the um, the russell the, the russell twins mm. and they were on AEW dark i believe on as a tag team so They've already made a stamp for themselves in many areas, uh, and now it's it's now their chance to come in and try to make a stamp for Square Circle Pro. But they got to face two different guys that've been at Square Circle Pro and doing business, and that's me and Draven Reeves and trying to make a name for ourselves and try to make our own stamp as a new tag team. You know, gotcha. uh, that's big. And um, I don't know. I, I think there's Downfall Cathedral. There's the there's the there's a um, there's a lot of teams, man. There's a lot of teams. I think Justin Taylor and Mark Marquise Jackson's in there. You know, 
I just got through looking at the thing, actually. I just had it up. So let me see if I can go back and look at that bracket. But it's a big card. It's a huge card. Um, and like I said, it's 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 going to be throughout the entire year. So not every, every one of these matches are going to happen. But that's primarily what we're doing. We're first, uh, wrestling the Russell Twin, adult Russell Twins is how they announced it. So, but yeah. TJ Slater and Nate Collins are are, are together. You know? <clears throat> I we just got to talk about the uh, the art of royalty. Mm. Um, Downfall Cathedral, Gallery of the uh, of the Condemned, uh, Los Cornales, the Riot, uh, Pure Genetics, Gallery of the of the Dam. Uh, I said that probably La Migra, uh, and then you got uh, Code with uh, uh, Logan Knight and Rob Boris, I think, are going to be mm. there as well. They're, they 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 got a bye week because they won the t- match against m- me and the Art of Royalty because they stole it. But, uh, but yeah. that, was, that was a lot to basically say that we're, rest- we're wrestling the, the <laughs> Russell Twins. <laughs> and, and we're called the Certified Wall Guard. So that's a lot, that, that's a lot of like me just trying to sell the card. Like SCP is the place to be because they bring in names all the time, man. They got Sam Stackhouse as your main champion. They had, um, they had Fuego del Sol recently there. Mm-hmm. They, they they have names of people coming in, and you know the, they got the women's division being ran by Medusa, I believe now. Like okay, so like th- like there's there's consistently something changing or moving around. You're just like, what's happening? Who's coming in? Who's doing what now? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> and and for me, I'm like. I try not to focus on everything that's going on too much around me because I'm more of like, what's in front of me right now? What can I do to, to move forward and move up in the brackets and create a name and create a bond with the fans and, and consistently give them something to believe in and, and truly invest in, you know, because if I feel like I, if I go out there, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to give this my best. I'm going to do my best. And I consistently go out there and I fail them every single time. I feel like that, as a betrayal to them. I should go out there and live by my word or give my best and do what I say I'm going to do for them and give them something to believe in. Oh, most definitely. Now, another promotion here that uh, I don't know if there's anything upcoming with them, but I definitely talked with a handful of people that have gone through there. I'm talking about Versus Pro Studios. And I was like, when putting my notes in, I'm like, oh, I remember them. I mean, it was like I said, I've had a handful of people on from there, and it was just a nice, nice little connection between you and some some past guests. What do you got much going on there? Or, like, um, I don't well, know like how said, often the, you get over there. I've only wrestled for them one time. And that was in Las Vegas, and that was last year. Ah. I I would love to do more with them if the opportunity pre- presents itself. Um, so if you're listening to this or see this podcast, the wildcard mask at gmail.com will email me, let me know. I'll come in. Like, let's set something up. Let's do something. Um, like I said, um, I I'm flexible. I, I I create my own schedule. I I will eat most time most of the time. I'll try to eat something of on my own, you know. But I, I got merch table. I got I got my own personal merch table. I got my own personal merch. I got time, and I'm willing to come in to face anyone and everyone to give you the opportunity of a lifetime. Like, the last time I was at Versus Pro, like I said, it was in Vegas, and it was me versus Justin Taylor and versus Ryan Justice. 
and it was on that was on the second night or, or second night on sun uh either on saturday or sunday i can't remember but the first night we were all in a rumble uh kind of thing but the the next time we were in a triple threat and i don't know how many people came up and were like that's the best thing i've seen this entire weekend that was awesome that was great people were talking about texas showing up and showing out at that venue and going damn i want to see that again and it's just a shame that we're not going back again because we've only gotten better. We've only gotten better. Jason's been with WWE four times this year doing extra work. Ryan Justice got in the best shape of his life and was a champion here for the longest time for multiple promotions. I was a champion for, for uh, a promotion uh, for a long time. You know, we were creating waves and names and we all took photos showing that we were all champions. We are we are great assets to have for your company. Mm, most definitely, and yeah, no, hey, when I when the episode gets released, I'll definitely uh, try to push it their way because I mean, I do stay somewhat in contact with some of them, so we'll see what we can do about getting you back over there now. We mentioned a little bit before the show. I do like to talk some things outside of wrestling with my guests. And, you know, I mentioned I got a little temporary guest here. My wife and I help out with a dog rescue. You yourself, a dog lover, um, you mentioned an American pit bull right now. I, I've got a love for them. Um, now, I'm trying to think of where it was going to go. But um, now, is that that's the only dog you have right now. We technically have another dog, but it's not mine. Ah, it's, it's my yeah. roommate. It's, 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 a, it's a mixed breed. Uh, uh, they've called, uh, they said it's, um, they thought it was a healer, but they're thinking, they're thinking he's some form of a, um, Oh man, you would ask. I, I can't think of it, but <laughs> he's a mixed breed. But they're both good dogs. They're very. Um, my dog's more well trained than his dog because that dog typically pees in the laundry room. My dog doesn't because she's trained. Um, my dog was actually a service dog. Uh, she was helping uh, uh, his brother out that has he has a form of autism and has some mm-hmm. mental illness and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the his parent that was he was saying with the, was losing their home and they were going to give the dog to the pound because they couldn't take care of it and i was like and i just lost my pit uh a year before that to um a car because people were being careless and i that was devastating but i was like you know what i'll start over i'll do it again give her to me she's gonna have a place to live she's not going to the pound because they'll they will they will pit her down they won't let her it, yeah if, if you're not, if she doesn't get picked up at a certain time, they'll put her down because it, it's, it's not a permanent shelter. It's, it's a kill shelter, unfortunately. And yeah. I'm like, Give her to me. I'll take care of her. And ever since then, I've just taken care of her. I think you were going like, what outside work do I do probably outside of wrestling? Like, is there things I do or have maybe? Well, I mean, you, you can do that. I was going more towards the dog. But no, yeah, I, I love dogs. Like, I've had American Pit. Uh, had Amer- uh, before her, uh, that was a male dog. He was brindled color. And he was beautiful. Um, as a kid growing up, I've had multiple, multiple types of dogs. But the most unique dog I had was when I was living with my father uh, during my teens. 
he had a Rottweiler, half Rottweiler, half Coyote. That's a unique one. Yeah. So body built of a Rottweiler. Coat looked like a almost a golden retriever, just slightly more light, light, light yellow, like the tan, tannish color, yellow color that you get from a coyote. Mm. So yeah, that's, yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, this little one I got with me here is a Boston Terrier. They, the rescue we helped out with, there was a few breeder releases and then this one came to us we're temporary home until it goes to its actual foster home which i won't lie i kind of hope we get a keeper but that's it but uh yeah the, the unfortunate thing with the the pit bulls is yeah they they're definitely that breed that has the bad reputation that when unfortunately when they go to the pounds they if yeah if they aren't picked up right away they and yeah i i don't understand it myself but uh yeah i've i've also my wife and i have also had a french bulldog we've had a couple english bulldogs and actually we've also had a couple great danes that uh uh, both have unfortunately passed away one it happened kind of unexpectedly because we i was actually in the middle of recording with somebody when my wife walks downstairs and i could just see this look on her face and i'm like i told the guy i was recording with at the time i'm like um i really hate to do this but i think i gotta go because my dog there's something up with my dog yeah. And yeah, we ended up having to put her down that night and yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah, man. Like they they really do become part of your family. Like they, they you do truly love them. You treat them as your children, you know. Like so oh, yeah. it's hard. It's really, really hard. Like, like I said, my pit before I got hurt was killed right in front of me. Like yeah. died in my arms and everything. Like it was the worst experience I ever had. Yeah, um, but you know, it's just you try to take care of them, you love them, and you do your best, you know. And sometimes it's just age, sometimes it's other things, sometimes it's not, you know. But yeah. foster, fostering pets is a good good way to go about it. Um, uh, uh, um, as one 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 wise man would say, spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and, you know, not to say this too loudly, but this one's actually asleep right now. She's zonked out. <laughs> but oh nope, I woke her up. Anyways, um you have one job. You have one job not to wake up the puppy. Yeah, but I have one damn job. But uh you know, you were mentioning stuff, you know, outside of wrestling, like the stuff you have, like you work and everything. What do you what do you do for stuff outside of wrestling? Um if so you don't I mind talking. No, I don't. I don't mind. I, I I work outside of wrestling. I do. Um, I'm a team leader, so I'm an assistant supervisor, basically, uh, to to the um uh, to the Health and Human Services Commission for like food stamps and Medicaid and stuff like that for the state of Texas. So I, I help operate and work with the team. Okay, that, that's a interesting job, and you know, one kind of important because you know, there's a lot of people out there struggling right now, and 
you know, being able to make sure they're getting everything they need is definitely important. Yeah. Um, so like I've been doing that for seven years and eight months. Or okay. Nine months, something like that. So it's it's a halfway mark from what I've been doing for wrestling, you know, as I stated before. Oh yeah. So um, but no, it's it's helped me with my communication skills. Um, it's helped me with um thinking skills and micromanagement and stuff like that it's just i've been fortunate enough to to have had it fall in my lap and be good at it you know and it's something i enjoy doing and it gives me time to go do other things like wrestling and they're like they they fully support it and they're like as long as you're good you know we don't we don't as long as you don't get hurt we're good uh, or if you get hurt as long as you can work we're good <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. no, I and you. i pay pay insurance so like i gotta have insurance i pay for our insurance so um yeah. But no, um, that's what I do. I, 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 it has its ups and downs like any other job, you know. Like I said, with wrestling, it has its ups and downs as well. But it's what yes. you make of it. It's what you do to turn it around. Where you start making connections and start changing your, your process, your methods, and your thinking all together. Oh, most definitely. All right, now I have two categories that I like to, <laughs> excuse me, like to round stuff off with here. One's a bit of a name game where I name off some people and try to theme it towards the guests as much as possible. And, you know, you give me quick thoughts on the person. The, this category, since, you know, the whole Texas connection, I thought big names that have the Texas connection, whether they, basically most of these guys all famous starting out in Texas. First one, I think I don't know too many people that are wrestling fans that wouldn't know this guy because, you know, hell, he's currently commentator at NXT, Booker T. And I'm just giving you my fresh thoughts on him? Yeah, first thoughts. I mean, wow. Um, five time, five time. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing. Man, talk about a man that's worked hard for everything he's got, man. Mm-hmm. Severely underrated in a lot of aspects, honestly, man. Um, I, I, I think he's very talented, man. He has a lot going for him, and man, if anybody asks me about schools and wrestling in general, I always go, I always say Booker T School or the Rhodes Academy because they're now mm-hmm. in Texas, you know. Uh, that those are my go-to places now. If you're in Texas, I say those places. If you want to go outside of Texas, I, I, I. It all depends on where you go. It, it depends yeah. on where you go. I, I recommend you know the Seth Rollins uh, black, black uh, pool. Black and Brave. I've yeah, actually had brave. The, I've had the Brave of Black and Brave on. Yeah. So them or 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 uh, Tom Pritchard Academy with with uh, Glenn Jacobs like in Tennessee. I had a friend. Uh, we had a guy that was with our training facility down here who went to school up there and graduated from there. And now is doing his own thing in Tennessee and elsewhere. Um, you know, so there's, there's a variety of people that I, I always recommend the highest of highs though. Like, like I said, yeah. if anybody's around, like if you're in Texas, Booker T Dustin Rhodes or the nightmare facilities, like I'm going to recommend you? them firsthand because I want people to not do what I did. If you, if you go to a local promoter, that's awesome. If you go get trained by your local facilities or services, that's great. Do that for a year to two years, save up your money, and invest in yourself and go get 
more training from higher people that know what they're doing and have made a name for themselves and that are going to get names for you. If I had been on in um uh with Booker T School, I could have been in. I, they have AEW shows. People people go to AEW all the time. People sure. get called up by WWE. He goes, "Hey, this is guy. I like him. Use him. He's great. You'll like him." And then they get used. So those people know what they're doing. They know how to get you connections. They know you got to go make those connections. You got to make those names. And that's every single time I will say that. Sorry, I went along a long spill, but I guess no, great no, guy. you're, you're good. You're good. Now, another person out of Texas, let me get this little one switched around here, that, uh, well, I've interviewed her husband that actually comes up for Sammy Callahan's promotion, Wrestling Revolver, from time to time, but he also runs Metroplex Pro Wrestling down there in Texas. But I'm talking, the lady that I'm talking to about right now Athena. I met Athena uh, right as she actually just got through signing with WWE. She was doing her last show at ACW Austin, I believe. Okay. And they had like a 13-match card, and I was a special guest referee uh, or a referee that was in her match. And I remember her jumping up, dropping a king guy, and landing on me. That's the, last thing, uh, that's the last time I ever saw her and met her. And then she went on to do big things in WWE and stuff. But yes, actually, I for, I keep on forgetting because I've been to MPX before, but I keep on forgetting that they've taken over and really started revamping and doing that in the Dallas area. So yes, that is also a big name person. Uh, I met her, um, I've seen her and met her twice. I think the last time I saw her was last year at Palais Pro was the last time I saw her. Yeah, the I've actually got the pleasure of meeting her once as well after she got released, but she had a run for my friends at Warrior Wrestling as their women's champion. And mm. I, my show, we actually got to be a part of a fan fest for them when they made a stop in St. Louis a couple years ago. And she was, I believe she was the war, the women's champion at the time. But yeah, that, that was a pretty fun experience getting the, meter you know knowing she's been on the big stage that that was i got stories from that that trip but yeah now moving on here because i don't want to get too sidetracked <laughs> there is a movie out right now about this family that i i've yet to see but i'm definitely going to iron claw we're talking about the Von Erics. Man, uh, I actually went and watched a movie. I've already seen it. I need to I, see I, it. I didn't, I didn't think it was a bad movie. It, it really um, it makes you very upset a lot. It's a tragedy, honestly, but it's I'm just happy that Kevin is, is happy with his life. He's happy with what he's done. He's happy with what he's doing right now. He's continuing to to leave a legacy of his own with his own kids now, like, and having them come into the industry and doing big things or, or and continuing to go on and do bigger and better things. Um, man, I just, I was talking to my friends. I was like, man, to, I wish I had a family or people that were more bigger fans 
to really have the, had the opportunity to go to that wrestling facility in the Dallas area. I just met the sportatorium would have been amazing for that time. I think it was the, just one of the coolest, most unique things out there, man. And having names like Ric Flair going through there and uh, the Von Erics, like I said, running the facility and just then the Jeff Jarrett coming over and take over. Like there's just, and like I said, um, it's, it's just, it's just so big that you can't put it into words of how much that, that, that they did for us, you know, how much they oh. left behind for us to, to follow. And that's even with going into the funks. If you want to go into that next, you Ooh. know, that's a big <laughs> fill. And I would say, I don't want to follow anyone else's footsteps. I just want to try to leave a legacy as big as them. D- I can agree, you know, set your own footprint, but, you know, maybe make that much of an impact would definitely be cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and it's nothing against them. It's just that, oh yeah. you know, it's like I, nothing but love and respect for what they did, you know, and I, 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 I will be grateful that they've ever, you know, and it's just there are certain situations where people have gone out there and tarnished the name of wrestling in, in Texas by certain training procedures or certain people just going, Hey, don't book anybody out of this area because they're not really trained that well, or don't do this because they're not really going and doing this or not really a value. And there's a stigma. There was a stigma for the longest time, but man, now, now it's changing. We're changing the stigma. There's a lot of people out there changing the stigma of West Texas wrestling. And, and we're trying to re remake it big and try to make those names our names and themselves mean something out of west texas we i have someone goes when you go west texas wrestling who do you think about when you say west texas wrestling and i want them to mention my name i want them to miss mention my friend's name or someone else's name i want them to mention our names now you know all right no most definitely and you know kind of fitting here another not so much west i think he's more east but still another big name out of texas that kind of has a little tie-in with the von erics but one guy that i'll admit i would feel weird talking about texas if i didn't mention this guy because he's probably the one name in the wrestling business besides maybe the undertaker which another texas Mm-hmm. kind of connection there but this guy my personal all-time favorite stone cold steve austin man that 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 man still has a name to this day <laughs> that that guy went out there and broke so many records and so many barriers and being the first one to go hey I'm out. If you're not going to give this to me and you're going to treat me like this, I'm out. He did the CM Punk before CM Punk did CM Punk. That that is true. And you like know, that that whole thing about the the Brock Lesnar King of the yeah. Ring qualifier deal. Yeah, I yeah. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, and, and like that's just he's so big and huge, man. Like 
it's hard to fathom living up to that any any kind of close relatively to, it, i can't i'm stumbling like trying yeah. to word that like yeah you gotta think about that is and i would he's doing that about the undertaker Shawn michaels are all texas guys yeah uh, yeah and, oh i was just gonna say my my thing with him is i think you know with him being my all-time favorite and you know just as much as i've had him built up in my head that i think if i ever actually got to meet him i don't know if i'd be able to get a word out like i'd be that starstruck that like i got some you know figures back here behind me a few of his that i'd just be like oh, here <laughs> these like i don't i would get so damn starstruck yeah and uh, it, it, it can be like that sometimes and, and sometimes it's uh... Like, even as an extra, you just don't want to overstep certain boundaries. You know, yeah. you don't want to ruin reputation and anything like that. Because I've been in the same room as, as Randy Orton. I've been in the same room as the Big Show. I've been in the same room. As, I walked by Dolph Ziggler. He was, like, right here next to me. You know, I walked by Seth, Seth Rollins was sitting two chairs in front of me when I was working as an extra before he became a uh, universal champion. Or, uh, uh, I believe is what it was at the time. Yeah. You know, um, I, and I'm just like, Hey, nice to meet you. What would you need? Uh, whoever I was working with at the time, which was Adam Rose, mm. you know, as a as a rosebud, one of the rosebuds, yeah, yeah, as a local event, I was just a rosebud. Um, and he was working Damian Sandow at the time, mm. and it, but the best match on the card was Dolph Ziggler versus uh Alberto Del Rio. Ah, they tore the house down, so but um, you know, that I've been I've been fortunate, like I said, I always say it all the time, I've been fortunate enough to be around some big big names and big people and i'm just nothing but like respect and like humble and just i try not to bother them because i know they get bothered all the time i know they get asked i'm like hey would it be okay if i do this with you would it be okay if i just got to meet you real quick i hope you have a great day i'll leave you to uh to your business i don't want to interrupt you but thank you you know and most of the time they're pretty down to earth they're pretty uh, a lot of sometimes you can get a few people are like hey man i just just leave me alone okay i'm good you know yeah. uh you know the, uh i've been in the same locker room as jerry lawler i've been in the same locker room uh with uh scott steiner i've been james storm charlie haas you know there's just so many people i've been around yeah. been fortunate enough you know oh yeah and i've i've been fortunate enough you know being around some big names with the with the podcast and i've also had the weird funny thing at Disney World I actually almost bumped into Kevin Owens like he was with his family I was bending on to pick up something and I look up and I see that T-Rex skull on that (laughs) shoulder and I'm like holy shit and like he was with his family so I'm like you know what I know I saw him but I definitely ran up to my wife and like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But uh, with the podcast, you know, some of the big names uh, back in WWE right now. But Bronson Reed, he was at that same show with Athena, and I actually got to have him on for like a mini version of the podcast. You know, there's been people like Mike Bennett, Keith Lee, Swerve, you know. 
each of the autographed figures I got up here, I've actually met each and every one of them, like Lance Archer, Hangman, uh, Kushida, uh, Drew McIntyre, just all sorts that, you know, yeah, you, you know, you think when going up to meet them, like, holy shit, that's actually them. But then, you know, you get to talking to them, yeah, it's just a normal conversation. All right. Now, I got some kind of random, <laughs> excuse me, damn, some random questions. Some might be wrestling related. Some might not be. Some might have absolutely nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far. That's why they're random. All right. So the first one I have in here is one that I usually keep in here because I just, I love the stories that lead out of it. Craziest in-match moment for you. Mm, that's, that's, uh, that's complicated, man. Craziest in-match <laughs> moment. Um, hmm, that's kind of complicated because I have several. I'm just trying to think of which one's like the biggest, uh, craziest thing that's ever happened to me because like there's a time I had my shoulder dislocated and relocated in the same match that that would definitely be one that would be up there yeah <laughs> uh there's a time where I was wrestling my opponent and then uh we weren't supposed to have a run-in and then there was a run-in on us because yeah. yeah so <laughs> the, the I mean um it's between those two honestly uh other than that I don't think I've really had too crazy of a moment honestly um uh <laughs> oh no no okay okay uh two years ago um um we're talking about um a match and we're, we're supposed to put this guy through a table um and the idea was that we we're gonna um he was gonna go up the ladder and we were just two of us were gonna grab him and put him through because he's like 350 pounds and we're i'm a 200 at the time the other guy's like 200 and we're like yeah we're not picking you up that's not happening like we're like and he's like six foot seven or something like that and we're like nah it's not gonna make any sense we gotta get you off the ladder and stuff like that like you're trying to go up and get one of us well he happened to get injured so he couldn't go up the ladder so at the so as we're wrestling and getting to the the spot they go someone's gonna have to jump off the ladder and i go i guess it's gonna be me so I went and jumped off a 15-foot ladder in a bar to concrete floor through a table. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've loved... got moment of the year. Hey. <laughs> so all, that's probably the right. craziest thing. I like. I was like, wait a minute. That's that's probably pretty crazy. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I like I said, I love hearing the stories that come out of it from, oh, one that I think – involved this person with Keith Lee and he starts running after him but then all of a sudden they're outside the building and they see around the corner all of a sudden the crowd's running behind Keith Lee and like okay and then I had a ECW original on I believe a member of the NOI family actually that he mentioned a match that he had with New Jack and they both went through a wall and afterwards got yelled at by Paul Heyman. Mm. Like I've heard some pretty good ones and I've actually witnessed a few like being in the crowd, like, Oh, Matthew justice of the second gear crew 
jumping off the scaffolding onto some guys or pretty much the same promotion, but my first ever death match, which involved a past guest, Jake Crisk. And they had four folding chairs. They bridged two panes of glass on there. And then somebody brought in lighter fluid and they lit the glass on fire. So I've, I've witnessed a few crazy ones myself. Yeah. Now, I've mentioned, you know, my display behind me here, my backdrop, some of my collections. You know, I got souvenir shot glasses. That's one of my big ones. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because growing up, my things were wrestling and Ninja Turtles. And then, you know, I got Funko Pops, some autographed some by some Ninja Turtle-related people, and, you know, some sports stuff from my favorite teams. What would you say some hobbies you might have, if any? Because I know some people don't really have them. Uh, I like video games. That's, huh? I'm big into video games. I've been a video game kid. <clears throat> the Sega. Like I said, no, Sega yeah. I like. Like, um, I've always been a, a PlayStation guy. I always liked PlayStation. Um, I I switched to Xbox at one point in time. Then I went back to PlayStation. And then the last thing I, ha- I had was a PlayStation, but now I run off a of PC. Mm. But I have a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, my, my wife and I have one of those, too. She plays it more than I do. I have a Xbox Series S right now because I <laughs> launched the pre-order launch day i'm like okay going on hitting it's like error 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 and then i'm like okay one more time and then boom it went through and right now i'm actually playing uh well the one i'm playing mostly is the the new mortal Kombat. okay and before well really before i'm now 40 but before you know turning 40 i had never a hundred percent on the achievements in any game oh wow okay but in the last month the retromania wrestling game 100 percent of that nice. and i am one achievement away on that new moral combat i only got that one left and it's where, like, anybody that knows about that game, there's the, the cameo fighters, like the secondary, mm-hmm. like, almost like a tag partner sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And you have to fully master, get them mastered up all the way to, I think it's like level 15. You got to master five of them. I'm on my last one. And as of right now, I'm like halfway to level 14. So almost two in a month. And before that, I hadn't had any in 40 years. Wow. Yeah, it, it's 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 hard like to get time to do things. Like yeah. uh, with me working, like my job offers overtime. So sometimes I'm working hours. Like uh, tomorrow I'll be working from six. Seven, I, was, I was up at six o'clock in the morning going to work. Like. And I, I wasn't planning on getting off until like 8.30, which I'm still like going to go see about logging back in and going back to work whenever, whenever we're done. No rush, of course. But I'm yeah. going to do that tomorrow as well. Like I'm going to go and do that because 
that's what I do. And like, if I get time, I like to play. Yeah, I like to get achievements. I like doing achievements. Like when I had free time, I replayed the Arkham series and I was hundred percent, a hundred percenting them. So I, I'm a guy like those I are like, hard ones to yeah hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, and I, I didn't do it uh, all of them. I, I did the first one and second one. I think like it, it lagged on the second one, so I was like, I'm gonna just not mess with that. But it's hard because of riddle or trophies and stuff like that. And I was replaying the Bioshock series and stuff like that. So uh, I have a variety of options like in games. Um, I think my newest like fun game that I like to play is Fortnite. Like I I, I never was a big fan of it, but I'm a fan of it now. Like. I got characters. I like the zero build. I just like going out there and having fun. Sometimes I like just doing a death run. Yeah, I've I've never really gotten into that one. I actually even got out of the Call of Duty series. Yeah, because I, yeah, no. like once you beat the the story mode and you try playing some of the online multiplayers, there's some of those people on there that it's like that's all they do and there's so many of them that like if you're just hopping on for fun every once in a while and you're not as good as some of them and you happen to have a headset and you can pretty much hear the trash talking from those people and you know who they're talking about and it just sucks the fun out of it so I'm just like you know what I got my games I have fun with. This one isn't one of them anymore. I'm good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't paid for a Call of Duty game in like over eight years. Like like Modern Warfare 2, like when it came out on PlayStation 3 was the last mm-hmm. thing I ever played. And that was with my roommates and stuff, and Mortal Kombat was that too. But like I, I if I play on Fortnite, I don't have chat on. I don't play with a headset on. I leave it off. I like, unless I'm playing with like people that I play with to communicate with, that's the only yeah. time I have a headset on. Other than that, I don't hear your trash talk, nothing. I just like, and I've won a few Royales. I've gotten up in the top 10 a lot of times. So like, I've been fortunate enough to do that. But if I go play ranked, like I get stomped within a few seconds. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, sometimes you can be good at it. Sometimes you can be bad at it, but it's, I don't, I don't let it, hinder me too much i'm like hey i'll do it whenever i can i don't dwell on it but it's it's my escape from reality of like after work i'm like let me decompress it's after wrestling let me just go and just escape reality and just go play as this fictional character that's going through this process of a story you know yeah definitely i i can relate a lot with that now i would feel weird if i didn't have this question on this one with the name of a show like i have drinking at most Favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic or non, because I know I've had plenty of people on that for one reason or other don't. And I always do like to tell people just because it says drinking at most doesn't mean that it has to be alcoholic. Um, favorite drink, uh, I think uh, I'm a very, I, I'm a tea person. So I like green tea. I really like green tea. Like um, it, it does vary with certain uh, businesses of which businesses I go to if I get any. Um, but I'm a big, I'm a green tea person. Other than tea, it's usually water. I, I quit, um, I quit drinking sodas and alcohol together over 15 years ago. Okay. Just, hey. just because it, it was like a thing. I was like, I just, I was like, I'm quitting drinking, but I wasn't an alcoholic. I don't, yeah. I don't dislike people drinking. I think drinking is cool. I think it could be healthy for you as well. 
I've heard health facts about red wine. Like, yeah, it's good for you. Like there's certain things that are positive about it. I just, for my own personal reasons of addicts and addictions in my life, my father was an addict. Uh, My mother was an addict of sorts um, without going into detail. So I preference not doing that for those reasons, because I feel like I would be better off not doing that. Um, But uh, I used to drink. I've I've drank alcohol. I liked rum. I liked I liked uh, vodka was vodka is a hit and miss, depending on which one you had. I I liked um, uh, fireball for a little bit. I liked a little bit of fireball wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. Beer was hit and miss. I, I started getting away from beer a little bit. I more I liked liquor more than I like beer because it's just the t- the aftertaste is a little bit better sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, like I said, tea. Uh, and like I said, I do a lot of water. Sometimes I just I do hydrated water or something like that. Something that mixes yeah. in with it. Um, but sometimes every once in a while I'll do a hot chocolate or something random. That's just like if it's on a cold day, I'm like, hey, it's cold, it's snowing. Let me have a little bit of a hot chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, no, right now here in Nebraska, I actually didn't go to work today because I work a little under an hour away and we we're supposed to be getting like a really bad snowstorm, which it is now. But yeah, I was just like most of the people that I work with that like me drive from Omaha, they weren't going. So I'm like, well, I'll just I'm good. But uh green tea I, I I like some green tea every once in a while. I mean, I'll admit I I'm a bit of a Dr. Pepper fiend, so I Oh I, dude, Dr. Pepper was my thing. Dr. No. Pepper was my go-to, bro. I, 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 I don't like Coca-Cola. I, I've had Coca-Cola, it's nothing against them, but I love Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was my go-to. And they're like, there's there's zero sugar, Dr. Pepper. You can go do it. I'm like, no, I've already gotten rid of it. I, yeah. I can't I can't go back, even if it's zero sugar or zero this, zero that. I don't <laughs> want to go back. I because yeah. I, I feel like I'd get trapped in it. And I just <laughs> I was doing energy drinks to, to help me with my mm. caffeine intake. And now I've quit those as of last month. Like I, I've had one or two since then, but I'm trying to <clears> completely <throat> wing those out. hundred percent mm. wing out. Energy drinks, pre-workouts. I'm trying to be the healthiest I can be. So that way I I take care of myself to the best ability I can. Will that be 100%? Of course not. Will I mess up every once in a while? Yes. I'm human. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, health. My my wife and I, I mentioned, you know, going to the Packers-Vikings game. We actually went to, and a little Dr. Pepper tie-in. We actually went to the Mall of America and they had a Bubba Gump restaurant there. I'm like, there. And I didn't realize this, but in the gift shop, my souvenir shot glass collection, they actually have a Dr. Pepper one that my wife showed me knowing my collection. I just, my eyes just wide. I'm like, I have to have that. And then I also got a shirt (laughs) with Dr. Pepper because there's the the tie-in when he's, I think he was meeting John F. Kennedy in the, the movie. I know a little more than I probably need to about that movie. Lost count of how many times I've watched it. Have you had the pure sugar, uh, Dr. Pepper? Like the old school, like glass, like Dr. Peppers? Mm-hmm. I, I had one. I was like, huh, huh. 
<laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's, I've, that's why they quit making them. <laughs> I've, I've recently had to switch to the diet and the zero sugars. I, I have a regular one every now and then. But one of my favorite, like, non-diet or zero sugar ones is actually the cream soda ones. Ah, nice. Dr. Pepper cream. Oh, those are freaking good. All right. So before I get too sidetracked and on too much of a tangent. Oh, little one's woken up. Um, best advice you have for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Um just um wow uh man just just be consistent there's one of the things is too is like when you first off try to be as consistent as you as possible because once you stop being consistent you stop you lose touch you lose uh, a lot of traits of what you're doing you lose a lot a lot of training if you stop being consistent and like i said once you're one to two years in with your local promotion or services man find a way in any way possible to save up savings and really invest in yourself by going to a proper school, like go to a proper school. That's the best thing I can say. I wish, I wish I had the resources that are out there now, or I wish I had made better decisions on my training process growing, uh, go, going into this before this, you know, but oh, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to paid thousands and thousands of dollars for seminars and learning from tremendous people like Tom Prater and, um, uh, learning from people like Delirious and Jay Lethal. And like, I've been fortunate enough to be around several, several hundred, hundred people uh, throughout my time and years. And like I said, I was just recently with a WWE talent, learning from him and learning what he liked and didn't like and what they look for and what they don't want, you know? So um, take time, uh, really invest and be consistent and just listen. Oh, and you know, Nowadays, it's not as, you know, they're not as few and far between, you know, the reputable schools out there where, like, you were having to drive probably 10 plus hours. Nowadays, it's like, no matter what part of the country you're in, within, I mean, you might have to drive a few hours away, but literally there's reputable schools all over the country. California, where I actually got my start watching independent wrestling, has got, you know, all up and down the coast has got a bunch. Texas has got a bunch. Florida, up in New York, you know, I talked about the Maximo brothers. They got their one. The Midwest has them sprinkled all over. No matter where, you can find a reputable school with some people that have some pretty big names. So you're going to have some good people to sit under the learning tree with. Yeah. It's all about researching and figuring out where you think you fit best or where you feel like you can go and be comfortable. And even if it's uncomfortable, find a way to try to get comfortable while doing it, you know, because it's, it's, it's it's a barrier breaker. Like I used to like high school, I, I was antisocial. I was I was a bit that way myself. I didn't yeah. I didn't go to prom. I didn't have a vehicle in high school. All I did was all I did was my schoolwork. I sat in the back of class. I was quiet. I did my homework. I did everything I needed to do. And I started working at the age of 17 and going to school halftime. <laughs> yeah. That, I, that, that was my life. Like I that was it. There I didn't play football. I had no 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 sports edge. I played 
football once, which was like in the sixth, seventh grade. And I only played once. So I was like, this is not for me if it's not going to give me more out of it, you know, but that was for several different reasons and family, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, knowing what I know now, like I said, it's uh, like I said, study, 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 and just be consistent, research, read, do everything you can to learn about the business. It's, it's not for the wicked heart. Uh, you, you got, you gotta, gotta put in. And if you're going to put in, put in. Oh yeah. No. And it, yeah, it's definitely one of those things, not for everybody, but you know, if you want to really get into it, you're, there's going to be hard work, but Hey, everything worth doing is put worth putting in that hard work for. Yep. All right. Well, before we go, where can people find you social media wise? So if they don't already have their eyes on you, they can go ahead and get them there. I mean, everything right now, everything, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram are all at the wildcard mask. All right. We'll get all that in the description so people can start getting their eyes on you. Anyways, that is about all I have. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight and Best of luck out there with everything for 2024. Thank you. And I have one question before we go. How did you, how did you hear about me? Ended up a few people throughout, you know, I've had plenty of people throughout Texas on and then, you know, mutual friends. And then all of a sudden I'm like looking at profile after, you know, hearing things i'm like okay i'll i'll see what i you know if he's interested and then boom here we are all right that i only ask because that's how we that's how we work around here man it's it's all about who you know and who you don't know and like i said i want to make a name for myself so i appreciate you having me on um i'm glad to be a part of the podcast i hope it i hope everybody comes on and likes profile like i said um everything's at the wild card mask um uh, like I said, that's even my Gmail, the wildcardmask at gmail.com. So, like, everything's at that process. So, like, it makes it simple. Get a hold of me, let me know. Like, I'm, I, I want to do more. You know, I want to get up north. I want to go all over the place. And I got my passport to where I can go overseas if I wanted to now. Yay. All right. Well, that is about all I have. Thank you again. And you're welcome back anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. Cheers.